the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Don't turn that dial. If you're on this program, you're at the right place. This is Bible Talk. appreciate having you uh, here for this hour where we will be dealing with uh, the Bible, apologetics, hermeneutics, and, uh, and, and then we'll be talking about some social issues as well. Okay, I'm going to get a little bit into uh, Dale Woods' territory, but not too far as we talk about some of these issues, because they're, uh, they're things that just have to be uh, talked about. And uh, then, you know, our job is to set things straight uh, theologically and also socially. So get ready. Get program ahead of us. And we have Mr. Smith with us today. And Mr. Smith is continuing his discussion of something that is very, very important for us. Yeah, first 30 minutes of our program is going to be dedicated to dealing with hermeneutics. Now, hermeneutics is very important, very important. In fact, Second Timothy chapter uh, 2 and uh, verse 15 says these words, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that lets you know something that a lot of folks don't realize, that the Bible can be rightly divided, it also can be wrongly divided, right? And because of that, false doctrines can come, okay? So we're going to talk to Mr. Smith and see uh, how much he can help us with dealing with hermeneutics today, just as he did last time. How are you doing, Mr. Smith? Real nicely, Pastor Moss, and thank you for having me back on your program. Oh, thank you. got an exciting bit of information to share today, so we might as well dig right in. All right, you started digging. Remember, we were talking about the rules of interpretation. Okay. And I've come up with 24 rules. 
Wow. I think I read through about the first five, but I want to go back to the third rule because it is exceedingly important. And okay. Even Pastor Moss might learn something new. Well, I definitely learn uh, something every time I talk to you, ever since I've been uh, about 14 years old. <laughs> well, you've been one of my best students, I'll have to say that, especially with regard to biblical matters. <laughs> I do well, have some others that went on the mission field or became pastors and so forth, but you're the one that I'm closest connected to these many years later. So well, the third rule last week was when you encounter figurative expressions in the Bible, uh-huh. look for the literal truth they are intended to convey or emphasize. Stress that word, emphasize. Sometimes the immediate context will indicate a non-literal interpretation must be understood, like we saw last week from Isaiah 55:12, where it spoke of trees clap their hands. Uh-huh. In such cases... Watch for the literal truth or meaning which is being figuratively expressed. Figurative language is used to emphasize what is literally meant. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper into the figures of speech. Okay. A long time ago, on August 24th, 1996, I was asked to do a presentation at the Dixon's Bible Bookstore at 13743 Woodward Avenue, which is, I think, right next door to what used to be the Grand Bible and Bookstore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they printed out a little advertising flyer, which I have, and I'm going to read you just a couple things off of it. Okay. Learn to use the world's most effective Bible study tool in just one hour. (laughs) That's quite a promise. I'm telling you. <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes, as I recall. During this hour, you will learn the meaning of all Bible names, the meaning of all the figures of speech, the <laughs> meaning of every verse in the Bible from the Bible itself, how to ground your people in the Word, how to answer false doctrine, how to prove the inspiration of Scriptures from the Scriptures, how to use the Bible to find answers to everyday problems, and much more. Uh, wow. That was quite a task to do. Yeah, okay. So we'll focus on the meaning of all the figures of speech. Now, I won't deal with all of them now any more than I did then, but I told them where to find the answers, and the answers can be found in the new treasury of Scripture knowledge. And now, since then, I've updated it considerably, and it's published as the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. So in either of those two resources, which are both available electronically, digitally, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that information is available. Okay. Going into the figures of speech. Okay. The figure of speech index in the new treasury lists all the figures of speech in the Bible. Wow. Listed alphabetically. Only I made it even more complete in the ultimate cross-reference treasury. At each verse in the Bible where a figure of speech occurs, the figure is identified, and the reference to the main entry verse is given where the figure is named, defined, and all the places where the figure occurs are listed. I believe that the new treasury, and of course since then the ultimate cross-reference treasury, 
is the most complete listing of figures of speech in the Bible ever compiled in English. Depending wow. on how you count the figures, there are well over 200 figures identified in the new treasury. Now, wow. I base my work on a book by Bollinger called Figures of Speech Used in the Bible. <clears throat> but I had to correct him in numerous places, sometimes because there was a printing mistake in, the, in, in his book itself. Sometimes uh -huh. he was mistaken in Bible doctrine. He was a materialist. That means he did not believe in the conscious uh, existence of people after they died. That wow. would be the same position as Jehovah's Witnesses have, the same uh -huh. position that uh, Seventh-day Adventists have, and there may be others, but those are the main two that most people would be familiar with. How did he right. get off into that? Say that again? Yeah, how did he get off into that? That's, uh, yeah, seemingly, uh, with, with the work that he did, in hermeneutics, he uh, would have known better than that. Yeah. At least he's honest, because when I checked his uh, lexicon and concordance, believe it or not, he's fair and gives the correct definitions of individual words and does not interject his mistake of theology. Let's put it that way. Yeah, okay. So that was nice. All right. There are degrees of emphasis in the figures of speech. Now, those who remember what they learned in English class, if they happen to have a class where these things were taught, will have heard of simile. Uh, explanation of that is resemblance. An example in Scripture is that in Psalm 1-3, he shall be like a tree. So when the word like occurs, that often represents simile. And in Psalm 1-4, the ungodly are like the chaff. So that's an example of simile. Now, metaphor or representation, this one would get you on the hot seat in a minute. <laughs> but that's what it is, a declaration that one thing is, and the next parenthetical statement is, or represents another. In Genesis 49.9, Judah is a lion's whelp. Psalm 84.11, the Lord God is a sun and shield. Mark 14.22, this is or represents my body. That's the controversial one. John 10.9, I am the door. But you know he didn't have a doorknob. Right, that's right. Glory is continued or extended metaphor. Now, the one I mentioned last week that even the English teachers that I taught with in, at Denby, not even the department head, knew this one. And I told him, I've got one up my sleeve. And that's the third degree of emphasis, which is stronger yet. And that's the one called hypocatastasis. And okay, what it can mean? be explained as implication. In Genesis 3.13, Satan is referred to as a serpent. In John 2.19, Jesus refers to himself as the temple, temple of his body. Uh -huh. In Luke 13.32, the easiest one for me to remember is where Jesus used the figure when he called Herod that fox. Now note that this figure is used in John 2.19, 
is important to the defense of the doctrine of the bodily resurrection of Christ. That verse reads, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Boy, they had a wild time with how they misunderstood that. Even when he was being tried before the crucifixion, they brought it up, you may recall. Yeah, and now that one, that one kind of really uh, surprises me, because you're, you're right. Uh, there, when he said, destroy this temple and I will raise it up, uh, I just can't imagine how, especially since in the Bible you've got Daniel uh, 12, uh, that talks about the, uh, uh, the resurrection. Also, in Job, you have mentions seemingly of the resurrection. Uh, why were they so uh, baffled by that? It just must be that they were... Their minds were blinded, and a whole lot of folks are in the same boat yet today if they haven't been reading and studying their Bibles carefully. Uh I was uh talking to my Jehovah Witness friend that came to my apartment for four years, and we landed on John 2.19. He actually wrote to the Watchtower and Track Bible Society that was then in Brooklyn and got a written answer back, and I took a picture with my camera of it back in those old days, and it's somewhere I have a slide of it yet, where they answered and said the temple there meant the body of believers would be raised up. (laughs) And I turned and I said, Mr., I won't say his name on the air, but I said, since when, in history at any time, did you ever have all the believers die, and then three days later they all came back to life? (laughs) It doesn't fit. Well, it just seems to be that uh, there are some who would go to any lengths not to uh, uh, represent the truth. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, the next one, I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. You may have. Hendiadus. It means two words for one. Two words are used, but one thing meant, involving nouns. Like in Genesis 1.26, image and likeness means the likeness of our image. But more mm-hmm. controversial, and I'm going to just jump on this one for a moment. John 3.5, born of water and of the Spirit, in the King James Version, but the word of isn't there, and they put it in italics. Born of water and the Spirit, meaning born of water, even the Spirit. Uh-huh. They also mean born of spiritual water, where spiritual water, by the figure metonymy, is put for the Holy Spirit himself. Remember what Jesus said later in the book of John when he said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's right. That's right. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Wow. wow. This this next passage, you'll agree with no quibble or questions, but there are some folks, like Oneness Pentecostals, maybe, Jehovah's Witnesses, and who knows who else, that are going to have a problem here. In Titus 2.13, it says, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, or could be understood as our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The reference is to one person, not two, and that proves the deity of Christ and that the Bible calls Jesus Christ God. 
Yeah, there's you're right. passage that uh, works the same way in Second uh, Peter chapter one verse one, where it has the expression "God and our Savior Jesus Christ," or "Our God and Savior Jesus Christ." It's, it looks like two different people, but it's not because the figure of speech and deities is working here, and it's a reference to one person, not two. Now, I got to snip in a little remark here about famous grammarians. We've got modern ones like Mr. Wallace, Daniel Wallace, is it? It's, and we've got old ones like A.T. Robertson. Uh-huh, A.T. Robertson, and yeah. I noticed it since I've read their Greek grammars quite extensively, that they fail to make a thorough study of the figure of speech, and sometimes it trips them up. They know they're Greek, but they <laughs> forgot they forgot their figures. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to know both. Uh-huh. All right. Now, it also applies to verbs, where two verbs are used, but... It has to do with one thing. I'll just give one example from Matthew thirteen twenty three, where it reads, Heareth and understandeth, means hears with understanding. Two words, but one act. Now, sometimes they've got three words, where you got three for one. Jeremiah 4, 2, The Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness means lives truly, justly, and righteously. Matthew 6, 13, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, means powerful, glorious kingdom. And John 14, 6, though I like the way it reads in the King James, the way, the truth, and the life, yet it's this figure, and it means the true and living way. Uh All right, now, a figure of speech may be a powerful aid to understanding the meaning of the author correctly. And here I discovered that some scholars, and I mean these folks were scholars, they went and wrote an article against me on the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why did they get upset at you, Mr. Smith? Well, because they thought they were right, and I think I can prove them wrong any day of the week. (laughs) And they don't like that, but that's too bad. Uh There's a figure of speech, and you're going to have to help me out here, Pastor Moss, because (laughs) sometimes, you know, maybe you've had this experience. You've read words repeatedly, but you've never heard anybody else use them. Okay. And here's two of them that I've read, but I've never heard anyone use them. So I hope I'm pronouncing them somewhere close to correct. There's a figure of speech called litotus. L-I-T-O-T-E-S. Looks like litotes, but it's litotus, I believe. Mm-hmm. And another word for the same figure is meiosis, M-E-I-O-S-I-S. And it means a belittling, a belittling of one thing to magnify another. Oh, okay. And this figure is used all over the place many, 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 many times. But there are a couple of places, well, three places I want to call your attention to. The first one, and this is where the scholars try to pound me into the sand. Luke 11, 4. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Yeah. Now, I said Jesus is not affirming that God will lead us into temptation unless we pray to ask him to do otherwise. The emphasis is upon prayer for deliverance from evil or even the evil one, in other words, Satan. Uh-huh. Now, this next one they really railed at me at about, Ephesians 5.18, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, my position is Paul is not accusing the Ephesians of having a drinking problem. <laughs> but he's emphasizing, by a contrast, <clears throat> the importance of being filled with the Spirit. Uh-huh. Okay. And like I said, they didn't like me for that. And I say, too bad. <laughs> now, Matthew 24, see, I can say that, Pastor Moss, because although they've got, gone to Christian college someplace, so did I. They went to seminary. I didn't. But. I probably knew more before I started Bob Jones University about these things than most folks knew after they graduated. Because I Mm -hmm. told you I bought that big, thick book called Biblical Hermeneutics by Milton S. Terry, and I had read it through three times during my last two years of high school. And remember last week I mentioned I'm underlined things all over in that book. I still got that book, and I still hold it in high esteem. So that's one reason why I think I knew more. But anyway, here's a verse that will get you. Matthew twenty-four thirty-five: Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, we all know for sure that Christ's words will not pass away. That's right. But the first part says heaven and earth shall pass away. But see, that's part of what's called litotus or meiosis, or and this also involves what's called a balanced sentence. And so that means that the first part of the sentence is contrary to fact in order to absolutely emphasize the last part of the sentence, where it says, but my words shall not pass away. It's as if he said, but it's not the way the Greek reads. I'm just putting it in English so you get the idea. Though Uh heaven and earth may pass away, which it won't, my words shall not pass away with great emphasis. Okay, I see what you're saying. In other words, he's trying to elevate the one over the other by emphasizing the importance of his word. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've got a few comments about this one. I say this is most assuredly the figure meiosis, also known as litotus, involving a balanced sentence where the first statement is contrary to fact or reality and is used in a contrast to most strongly emphasize what is affirmed in the last statement. This form of statement is frequently introduced by the word but. That's why I emphasize, notice what Jesus said. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away, which helps to mark this figure. Now, there are a couple of other places, well, there's a lot of places where it occurs, but let me see if I can read you a verse. Yep, I can't read the whole verse because I've got this on the computer and the little box that the verse shows up doesn't give the whole verse, but oh, Isaiah 51.6, <clears throat> uh-huh. lift up your eyes to the heavens, 
and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be, and I don't know the rest of the verse, because it quit there. <laughs> but you hear that expression, it's got a balanced sentence in there. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 54:10, For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. So I'm saying the scholars can wrangle with my assertion all they please. Their contrary opinion only demonstrates they've not studied the scriptures carefully enough. I have. Uh Here's my reasoning. Jesus does not and absolutely could not affirm that heaven and earth will pass away. The expressions used here are frequently reflected elsewhere in scripture. Surely our Lord Jesus Christ and his Jewish hearers, intimately acquainted with the Hebrew scriptures, were aware of the context, for example, of Psalm 102, verse 26, which is what's involved. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But notice that beginning. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Now, if you skip ahead in that same psalm to verse 28, Psalm 102, 28, the children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Now, that certainly shows in context that they didn't mean a literal total destruction of the earth, but they presented it that way in order to emphasize the fact that people will continue to live here on the earth forever in their uh-huh. natural bodies. And that's proved by Psalm 72, 5, which reads, They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endure throughout all generations. And the cross-references in the new treasury and the ultimate cross-reference guide will back that up thoroughly. So, so in other words, the new heavens and the new earth has nothing to do with, uh, with, with this. There's just a comparison that Jesus is making. Well, when we talk about the new heavens and the new earth, that's a reference both to the last chapter or so of Isaiah and to, is it Second Peter chapter 3? I think it is. Yeah. No, it's uh-huh. First Peter chapter exactly. 3, verse 13 yeah, and verse 10 and verse 7 and so forth. Uh Yes, Peter is saying at the beginning of that statement, he says, according to the promise. And what promise is he talking about? These very verses I was just reading to you, plus some in Isaiah that I haven't read. And we can go into that more deeply maybe the next time on the program so we can clarify that and nail that one down hard. But it shows the importance of the figures of speech, because if you don't apply them and know them and see them, then you're in a mess because you mis- misapply and misinterpret Scripture. Yeah, well, so, you're right. Yeah, Jesus you're right. Jesus says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. His words are guaranteed 
are the guaranteed words of the Abrahamic and Davidic covenants, which are more sure than the heavens and will certainly come to pass. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, that was a good lesson. And the figures of speech are very important. Uh, and, and I think what helps, especially the way that you go at it, Mr. Smith, the analogy of faith. You compare the scriptures with the scriptures, uh, and then you can uh, get, uh, get a handle on what is really being said uh, there. Uh, we focused, the focus was on his word, and not necessarily dealing with uh, uh, eschatology in that sense, but just showing how important, uh, highlighting what he is saying about the power of uh, the uh, message that he's giving. So, yeah. Yep. Well, Mr. Smith. What can I say? Figures of speech are important. We're learning more about hermeneutics each time you're on the program. I'm glad you break it down <laughs> for us to get. Yeah. Uh, so I thank you uh, uh, very much. What, what are you going to have for us next time? Well, like I said, so there's some more we need to share with you about the uh, passage there in Psalms where we stop, Psalm 102, 26, 27, and 28, and how all this ties in to uh first peter chapter three i think it is or it might be second peter i always get first and second peter mixed up because i was in the bible quiz team at cass and we won the city city championship our team did and they told me to study the book of james and the other kids on on, on the team would study the book of first and second peter okay well i'll tell you what we're going to Book of James, frontwards and backwards. But first, okay, well, we'll be ready for I'm you next. Time. Working on them. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be ready for you next time, and we appreciate what you dropped on us uh, today. Uh, I'm, uh, I took my note pen and did a lot of notes. But <laughs> thank you very much, sir. And uh, well, thank you, Pastor Moss, for the privilege of sharing this with your audience. All right. Well, we look forward to talking to you again. God bless you. Thank you. All right, friends. That was Mr. Smith, man the scholarship we get on this program. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fee at StandWithIsraelTour.com. 
Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surrounddetroit.com. Surrounddetroit.com. Connecting you with new customers. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to be with you, uh, as always, on this program, and we're open to your questions, any questions you have about the Word of God, systematic theology, church history. I will do my very best to give you an answer. All you've got to do is call that dial, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Well, what do I want to talk about? Well, something is driving me crazy. <laughs> well, not literally crazy, but it's upsetting me very much. This whole discussion of the critical race theory. Now, I know I'm sounding like Daryl the Wood, you know, the guy who comes on before me, great, great brother, does a great job for us. But I'm just as uh, incensed about all this stuff as, as he is. Critical race theory, let, let me say this, let me say this. Critical race theory, as I'm sure most of you are seeing it on television, on the news, um, uh, is racist. The, the very idea is racist. Do not think that it's something that you should support as a Christian. Definitely, we should be against racism. But what critical race theory does, it, it increases racism. Right? It increases it. Okay? So a critical race theory is just wrong. It's racist. Right? In other words, what it's all about is uh, the need to tell white children, white children, right, uh, uh, that they need to be aware of their white privilege and apologize for it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What in the world are you talking about? Okay? That is not, in fact, there's nothing in the history of the civil rights movement that even equals a statement like that. It is absolutely, in my opinion, absurd. All right? In fact, let's go back to uh, uh, the way it should be. Martin Luther, the king, as I call him, right, uh, who said this, don't judge a person by the color of their skin. That's what Martin Luther King, that's what MLK said. And I'm here to tell you, I'm never going to back off of that, okay? 
That's right. You do not judge a person by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Okay? You don't judge them by outward appearance, which inside of them is more important. So now you just turn that, turn that on its heels and talk about if you're white, then you need to be aware of your white privilege and how racist you are. And, and they're talking about telling this to kids, right? What we need to realize is this. First of all, it's wrong philosophically, it's wrong biblically, and it's wrong historically. Yeah, it's wrong, okay? Uh, because all you've got to do is look back at history and you find that there were white Americans along with black Americans back during the civil rights movement, okay, and in the 60s and 70s. Whites were dying and being beaten uh, during the civil rights movement just like blacks were. Oh, many whites okay, were beat with the same billy clubs as blacks. Uh, they were joined together always, always. Okay? You have had whites who stood against racism. Okay? People are forgetting their history. Okay? We can talk about the bus boycotts and all of that. Okay? In fact, all you have to do is just read a little into this. Okay? Uh, just a few of the books written about civil rights. Uh, the Long Bennett's Juniors, Before the Mayflower, other books. that will give you the history that seemingly these educated folks have forgotten. And also, remember John Brown? Yeah, John Brown, a guy born May 9th, uh, 1800, okay? died December 1859. Who was he? John Brown was a white preacher who led an interracial army against slavery. Yes, okay. he led it. He was a white preacher. And he had an interracial army of black and whites okay, who took kind of a, they were rescuing slaves and fighting against the oppressors. Okay? Uh, he, he led an army, an interracial army, to end slavery. Uh, and that's what he did. You don't hear any talk about that. Now, he was a guy who um, wasn't victimized by some kind of white privilege, nor were the other folks who fought with him, okay, to end slavery. It was an interracial army. We're going to talk more about this when we come right back. Chris McCourtney, team leader at Salem, Detroit, and Salem Surround, the fastest-growing digital ad agency in southeastern Michigan for sure. We've leveraged our long history here in Detroit and need great people with big goals and big ideas to help our partners get to their goals for 2021. Call or text me at 248-765-4388 and let's connect. We'll talk about excellence in executing for our multi-million dollar clients and our SMBs too. We're looking for leaders who want to grow with a fast-paced company. Selling experience is preferred but not required. Leadership and a hunger to be the best, that's not optional. We've got a solid, successful team, and we're looking to get even better. Is that you? Call or text me at 248-765-4388. That's 248-765-4388. Salem Surround is an equal opportunity employer. You'd probably never steal a car or falsify an insurance claim or cheat on your taxes or your spouse. There may be a long and commendable list of things you'd never actually do, but what about the things you think about doing? How are you at controlling your thoughts? Keeping a pure mind, that's John MacArthur's focus on the next Grace to You. So join me, John MacArthur, and study along on Grace to You weekday mornings at 8 here on WLQV. 
This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fees at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen up. This is Radio Pastor Ernie Sanders, the bold voice of the Christian resistance. For over 40 years, we have stood against the dark forces of the Antichrist, one world government, the harlot Babylon the Great. We have fought to save thousands of precious babies from the cruel death of abortion. We have exposed the anti-Christian corruption in government. Will you stand with us? for one nation under God. Heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight Eastern, 9 to 11 Central, 8 to 10 Mountain, and 7 to 9 Pacific. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, uh, just uh, finishing a great conversation with Mr. Jerome Smith, dealing with scholarship and interpretation of the Bible, and now looking at the critical race theory, which just, it's amazing to me how far uh, we've gone and uh, not being rational about the whole subject of racism, okay? Uh, this uh, critical race theory uh, is racist. It is racist in itself, and it's not something that should be taught to young people. This is not something that was in the spirit, friends, of the civil rights movement. Um, and talking about racism, uh, goodness, uh, Pastor Wright, you might remember him, uh, Obama, uh, former president's pastor, okay? And you can go to whatever church you want to, but Pastor Wright, he supported homosexuality, and also he supported Louis Farrakhan, right? Louis Farrakhan, right? Leader of the Nation of Islam, a group that teaches that the white man is the devil, okay? That's right, the white man is the devil, and then that black men and black people are gods. That's Louis Farrakhan, okay? So uh, I, I guess the definition of racism is, you know, if you demean someone because of their race, and Louis Farrakhan has it, that uh, white men, white people, are the devil. That sounds like racism to me. Then why was he invited to the Detroit City Council and gave him honors? They sure wouldn't do that to David Duke or somebody, but they did it for Louis Farrakhan. Why? I'm going to say something that may make you angry. Because black racism is overlooked. Okay? It's overlooked. Okay? While white racism is the only thing that's being focused on today. And I'm here to tell you, when God judges, he's going to 
lump all of the races together. It won't make any difference to him. All right? So we've got to realize it, that uh, there's things that are happening that are just uh, wrong, ungodly, they're not based on true history, and this cancel culture stuff is crazy. Right? If you took down all the statutes of everyone, we won't have any history left. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? I'm telling you, it, it just it makes no sense at all. All it is is uh, uh, we see uh, politicians trying to get in your favor by seeing if they can persuade you to their point of view. But it has nothing to do with uh, the Bible, nothing to do with the Word of God. Okay? Uh, definitely for sure. Definitely for sure. We need to stay away from it. And look at the kind of world that the Lord tells us he's bringing. Okay? And I want to tell you something. In, if we look at the book of Revelation and we look at God's plan, what the Bible says, there is no place for racism at all. There's only uh, room for one race, the human race. Save human beings. The color doesn't matter. Where you came from doesn't matter. Okay? And I can prove that to you in the Bible, okay? that racism is something that can be done by anybody, black, white, yellow, red. No racism, none, will be tolerated in heaven. Okay? Definitely. How do I know that? Because of what it says in the Bible, Revelation chapter 21. Okay? Revelation 21, wow. Okay? Wow. Here we're looking at uh, uh, what happens uh, after the tribulation, okay? after Jesus Christ comes. Uh, and here, in, in 21, we see a glimpse of heaven and what it's going to be like. Notice, Revelation chapter 21, verse 22. And I, know, and I saw no temple therein. Talking about heaven now. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the life thereof. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. There's more. In verse 24, Revelation chapter 21, verse 24, And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. The nations of them that are saved. Not a single reference to any color, any race, or anything like that. All of the stupidity of racism that we see down here will end. And I'm going to tell you something. That's the only way it's going to end, right? Because racism, racism is a part of sin. And unfortunately, that can only be removed by Jesus Christ. Revelation 21 and, uh, and 24 again. Revelation 21 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Okay? Everything that is glorious. Everything that is honorable about the nations of the world will be brought into the eternal kingdom. But anything that is not is going to stay out. You can bet that. Here, Revelation 21 and 25, And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, and there shall be no night there. Verse 26, And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Everything evil about the nations. Racism, okay, uh, greed, all those things will be gone. And people will have their national distinctions and get along fine. God made variety. God made us the color that we are, the cultures that we have. No problem. Everything that is good about all nations will be there. 
And I mean to tell you, that's the only way we're going to end racism, not with this so-called critical race theory. Notice, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-555-2085. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Visit gotahalfitnow.com to purchase half-price certificates on shopping, dining, and activities around the metro Detroit area. Go to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, itnow.com, and let Water Pure Water show you how good your water should taste. $10 certificates for $5 are available now to have clean and healthy water in your home or office. Since 2015, Water Pure Water has been providing alkaline, ozone, and purified water to Kego Harbor and surrounding areas. Take advantage of their $10 certificate for $5 deal to nourish your body with the best water available. Your neighborhood water store, Water Pure Water, offers 24-7 access to a drive-up water kiosk at their Kego Harbor location on Orchard Lake Road. Enjoy Water Pure Water's great-tasting water at half the price. Log on to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F-itnow.com to buy your Water Pure Water $10 certificates for $5. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code RUN TO WIN. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the my pillow mattress topper, and my pillow towel sets. Or call 800 919 5912. 800 919 5912. 800 919 5912. And use the promo code RUN TO WIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. A number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Good to be uh, with you on this program again. 
uh, definitely, if you have a question, you need to call it in now. We don't have long, but I did want to continue my discussion of the critical race theory that should not be accepted anywhere in the country. Uh, it is a program that is supposed to be anti-racist, but actually it teaches racism, all right? Uh, uh, definitely the, the, the worst thing you can do is to bring attention to the color of somebody's skin and act like, uh, that uh, you know, they've got to atone for just being who they are makes no sense at all. And it causes us to look forward to what God promises us in the future. Revelation chapter 21 where it talks about all nations being represented in heaven. Uh, verse 26, and they shall bring the glory and honor. This is Revelation 21 and 26. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. All right? And there shall in no wise enter in, into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or makes a lie. And they which are written and and but they that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The only ones who will be there are those names who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In other words, those who know Jesus Christ, regardless of whether you're Hispanic, black, white, all of that, doesn't matter at all, all right? Jesus is what it's all about. Then, Revelation 22, and he showed me a pure river of water, of light, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Okay? All of the nations will be healed of their problems. Okay? Okay? When it's talking about here healing, actually, uh, see, people say, well, will people be sick in heaven? Uh, no, this word healing has not doesn't have anything to do with sickness. Uh, the Greek word is, is therapia, which is from which we get our word therapy. And so in other words, what it really is talking about is the health. And I would imagine the spiritual health of the nations. We will be in the presence of God, and we will be spiritually renewed. Verse 3, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Okay? So definitely... No place for racism. If you're getting ready for the kingdom of God, then you must understand you will live in a place where everyone is going to be together. There will be no racism. There will be no disharmony. Color won't matter there. It should not matter here. Okay? All right. This is Pastor Mars. I want to thank uh, Mr. Jerome Smith for being uh, on the program today. I look forward to being with you uh, again tomorrow. Until then, God bless you, and we will see you next time. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power Come on. in the name of Jesus. Come on, you declare it. There is Break every chain, break every chain. There's an
by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. This is WLQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.